Woi woi, woi woi, woi woi. Then he then go on the radio again. Yo, if you wanna smoke free weed, go board yourself. You need to go plant a seed. Go board yourself, make your knowledge increase. Go board yourself, go board yourself. Hey guys, welcome to episode number 113 of Grow Bud Yourself. We got a great show for you guys this week, a bit of a compact show, uh, no guest, but we do have a great cultivation segment with our strain of the fortnight, a grow tip on nutrient salts and parts per million, as well as answers to listener grow questions. So a great cultivation heavy show in store for you guys, all brought to you by Seeds Here Now, Sweet Leaf Nutrients, and Excelsior Extracts. Stick around. Episode 113 is coming at you. If you're a grower or you're thinking about starting your first crop, then you need to know about Sweet Leaf Plant Nutrients. Sweet Leaf has an incredible line of organic fertilizers and, of course, their legacy line that includes organic and some synthetic fertilizers. Check them out at sweetleaf.com. That's S-U-I-T-E-L-E-A-F dot com. The code DANKO15 gets you 15% off everything at Sweetleaf. That's 15% off their signature line of nutrients as well as essentials like complete indoor hydroponic grow tent kits and grow lights, plus awesome apparel, backpacks, and much more. If you join our Patreon, you'll get access to additional codes worth 20 and even 25% off. Patreon supporters also receive free Sweetleaf nutrients just for signing up. Sweetleaf provides all the tools necessary for the modern gardener. Check them out at sweetleaf.com and remember the code DANKO15. All right, welcome back. As always, thank you to DJ Jacques and Winstrong for the incredible Grow Bud Yourself theme song. Uh, if you love free weed, you're definitely going to love Grow Bud Yourself. So here we are, and uh, this is episode 113. How are you feeling, Mike? I'm feeling great. Lucky 13. Um, exactly. This is going to be a good one, you know? And I'm still kind of reeling from uh, last week's uh, Inspect the Deck interview, which was awesome. Good time was had by all. Yeah, yeah, definitely amazing. Uh, Hard not to fanboy out a bit on uh, having a member of the Wu-Tang Clan and uh, such an amazing lyricist as Mr. Deck on the show. That was awesome. Uh, And yeah, also 420 week Mm. uh, was pretty wild. I went out to Blue Point Brewery. Uh, out in Long Island for an event with the Expendables, uh, which was quite fun. Got to see uh, Redman and Method Man the night after 420 here in New York and um, Styles P and Currency the night before 420. Still basically in recovery mode from uh, from a lot of (laughs) 420 fun. Uh, This week is also uh, MJ Unpacked here in New York, so a lot of stuff going on around that. Uh, and then, of course, we have an event coming up May 5th at uh, Work and Roll here in the city uh, called Cinco de Danko. This is going to be Cinco de Danko. Yes, Cinco de Danko. Nice. Uh, it's basically like a two-hour grow class slash podcast. Um, we're we're going to record it and put it out for you guys uh, in one format or another. Uh, and that's going to be the grow portion from seven to nine. But then there's an after party. Uh, with a couple of different dab bar, like a dab bar, a uh, 
a hashish tasting experience mm. uh, bar and a flower bar as well. So we've got uh, everything sort of represented from uh, from you know the highest tech dabs to the uh, old school hash and uh, bubble and and solventless and uh, you know right down to just flower tasting as well. Um, and the venue couldn't be better. It's so amazing. We love work and roll uh, here in Manhattan. Uh, workspace during the day, event space at night, cannabis friendly and just so uh, so welcoming and and comfortable. Uh, so hopefully we'll get some people that listen to the show uh, coming out for that. Uh, tickets are available uh, at my you know my bio uh, on Instagram. Uh, you can find tickets uh, by going to Work and Rolls uh, Instagram uh, or Eventbrite and just searching Cinco de Danco or events in Manhattan, or however you want to find it. But if you're interested, uh, you can attend in person. Or if you can't attend in person, you can actually attend the class uh, virtually uh, for something like 13 bucks. Uh, so you can sign up at the at that ticket uh, site uh, for virtual tickets from anywhere in the world, or uh, or you can attend in person uh, the, grow, the Grow Class slash podcast, as well as the after party with the dab bar uh, and it should be really uh, a fun time and hopefully educational and entertaining. So as uh, our friend uh, DJ Jacques and our friend KRS one say it's edutainment. I like that. Very nice. Yeah. I'm looking forward to this Cinco to Tanko. It's definitely going to be a good time. And um, we hope you guys come out and join us, uh, see us in person and hang out. So that is uh, at at Work and Roll. Yep. Uh, and, uh, and that is May 5th. And 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 if they want the tickets, they, they go online, they go to your bio, and the information is there also on Eventbrite. So, yeah, check yes. it out. Work and Roll's bio. There's goodie bags from uh, Sweet Leaf Nutrients and mm. Pink Taco Seeds. Uh, we're going to have, uh, a lot of fun. And if you are a listener to, of the show and you mentioned the podcast, I may even have some, uh, some grow bud yourself stickers on me to hand out to, uh, to listeners. So, uh, I hope you guys can attend either in person or virtually, and, uh, we would definitely appreciate your support either way. Uh, and uh, now the people who, who, uh, who show up, they get the ticket, they they uh, attend the seminar, they get a copy of your book as well, right? A signed copy of the book? Yes, indeed. If they want it signed, if they want it defaced, right. <laughs> <laughs> if they want a pristine copy yeah. uh, without my scribbles in it, they can have that as well. Right, uh, right. But yeah, yeah. The virtual attendees do not get a book because uh, they could be anywhere in the world. Uh, but anybody who shows up uh, and pays for a ticket will get a copy of the book. Uh, and a bunch of free stuff from our sponsors. Uh, and we're hoping to get some more sponsors involved as well. Uh, I know that Work and Roll is also involved in uh, in finding some uh, some good sponsors for us. So should be a fun time. Hope you guys can come out. If not, hope you can attend virtually. And uh, yeah, that's the news I have on the uh, on the Cinco de Denko front. Cinco de Danko. It's the uh, that's that that roughly translates to uh, the fifth of Danko. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't right. super well thought out. It was kind of just <laughs> it kind of rhymes. So yeah, yeah. All right, Cinco de Danko. Love it. Um, 
Okay, so, you know, as you mentioned at the top of the show, we've got a bunch of uh, cultivation information coming up and uh, coming your way. But before we get into that, we should just kind of briefly go over some of the stuff that's going on in the world of cannabis, because uh, we like to keep our listeners apprised of that kind of news. So why don't we jump right into that here? Let's do it. All right. So, um, you know, let's only focus on positive news this week. We all need a little more positive. There's so much negativity out there. So let's let's keep it somewhat positive if we can this week here. And I, I never thought I would say this, but uh, when it comes to positive pot news, we're actually going to start things off in Texas this week. Wow. Right. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Excellent. Right. So. Yeah. Uh, earlier this week, the State House of Representatives gave initial approval to a cannabis decriminalization bill sponsored by uh, Representative Joe Moody, a Democrat in Texas. And last month, the uh, the House Criminal Jurisprudence Committee passed the measure unanimously. And having passed last week's voice vote, the bill is now on track for final passage in the House. So should it pass the House, which it looks like it's going to, it's expected to anyway. Uh, the measure would then head to the Senate, where similar measures have a bit of a history of stalling out. Uh, but if the bill is ultimately passed, possession of up to an ounce of cannabis would be a simple misdemeanor in Texas, punishable only by a fine of up to $500. It would remove, this bill would remove the threat of arrest or jail time for simple pot possession. Uh, currently, possessing an ounce of pot in Texas could result in 180 days in jail. So this pending pot measure, it really would do a lot of good uh, reducing something that you know could land you in jail for up to 180 days to simply being a citation and a release. Uh, the, the pot measure would also allow for expungement of past cannabis crimes from records. So that's great. Um, just to uh, to quote the sponsor of this bill, it is uh, once again Representative Joe Moody. He said, "I'm very proud to bring you a bill that will that will lower taxes, improve economic opportunities for Texans, and strengthen the ability of law enforcement to respond to serious crimes." House Bill 218 does that by changing the way we enforce laws around the personal use and possession of cannabis. So the House has previously passed pot decrim bills in 2019 and 2021, believe it or not. But those measures were shot down in the Senate, which is presided over by Republican Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick, who, as you might have guessed, is a major opponent of marijuana law reform. However, there seems to be in the House at the very least uh, a lot of um, of urgency to get some kind of marijuana law reform passed in Texas. Interesting. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, having lived in Texas briefly from right, age yeah. four to uh, to age eleven, um, I know that they have some pretty backwards ass laws, and uh, certainly have been well behind the curve when it comes to this sort of thing. Um, but hopefully they realize now that, you know, this is inevitable. It's going to happen. And uh, and they pass it, you know, it's just uh, even something like as simple as as decrim like this will help uh, keep people out of jail, help keep families together and help uh, focus law enforcement efforts on actual violent crime uh, rather than 
nonviolent cannabis offenses. So I think it's, you know, hopefully it'll pass. I, you you mentioned the Senate and how that's that's been where these bills have gone to die. So hopefully it won't that won't happen. But, you know, I don't have <laughs> You know, I'll believe it when I see it, when it comes to Texas. You know? <laughs> right. uh, but, you know, I didn't think we'd be in the situation we're in with Oklahoma or uh, other southern states that have very rapidly changed their laws. So, you know, anything's possible. And I hope, you know, I, I truly do hope that uh, Texas will come around. They have so much uh, land for agriculture. And I know they're, they've got hemp plants going. Uh, there's no reason they shouldn't be growing cannabis and uh thriving when they have a state like Oklahoma, uh, which is basically Texas's hat, <laughs> if you look at it, you know, yeah, on a map. Yeah, it is. And uh, you know, lots of people making millions of dollars right there where, you know, in, in Texas you can get 20 years in jail for the same thing. So it's really we're in a strange time, but uh hopefully they'll come around and they can see how much money is being made and how uh the sky is not falling. Right. Little. <laughs> I didn't want to get into a whole thing on this, but just very briefly, because we're talking about sort of incongruous things in the, the cannabis world, Georgia actually issued its first medical cannabis dispensary licenses. Uh, so uh, the thousands of patients that are on Georgia's medical cannabis registry, uh, they could actually start to get the uh, illegal medical cannabis soon because uh, there's going to be perhaps access to medical cannabis from these dispensaries that have been licensed by the state. Now, we're, we're not talking about uh, the dispensaries that people from, say, California or Colorado might be used to. This is a low uh, THC oil type situation, but um, but there has been progress in Georgia to get uh, some form of medicine to the medical cannabis patients that have been uh, very patiently waiting for that yeah. opportunity. A tiny uh, step in the right direction. A, a tiny step in the right direction, but a step in the right direction nonetheless. Right. And speaking of that, let's do one more story here that takes us to Minnesota, where uh, Minnesota now stands poised to perhaps become the 23rd state to uh, legalize adult use cannabis. Um, the Minnesota Senate, after, <laughs> believe it or not, after 13 committees that marijuana uh, a marijuana legalization bill has had to advance through 13 different committees um it is finally passed the senate so that's exciting because it also passed the house now the the problem that minnesota has is there are these two different laws basically one that the the house has created and passed and the other that the senate has amended from the house and passed so whenever something like this happens Basically, the two sides have to get together and hammer out a a, companion, a, a compromise a bit of legislation that will make the people in the House happy and also the people in the Senate happy and also something that actually has a chance of becoming law once it advances to the governor's desk. But uh, it is a step in the right direction. The House has fully embraced uh, cannabis uh, le legalization in Minnesota. The Senate it was a little dicier. And in fact, uh, the final vote uh, for this cannabis legalization bill was 34 to 33. But fortunately, it did pass by one vote <laughs> in the Senate. And it now is going to head to the governor's desk. The governor 
And this is good news. Here is Tim Waltz, a Democrat, and he is a big time proponent of of cannabis legalization. Uh, He tweeted out legalizing adult use cannabis and expunging cannabis convictions is good for our economy and the right move for Minnesota. When the bill reaches my desk, I will be proud to sign it into law. So that's awesome. Uh, We should just note that adults 21 and older can purchase and possess in public up to two ounces of cannabis uh, once this this bill becomes law. They'll also allow for home cultivation of up to eight plants. Uh, The House and Senate diverge a bit when it comes to home storage. Uh, Under the House measure, people could possess as much as one and a half pounds of cannabis at home. However, the Senate, a bit more lenient, uh, they say you could have up to five pounds of of cannabis that you yourself have cultivated and up to two pounds of pot that you didn't personally grow. So um, so that's great. Uh, the automatic expungement of prior cannabis crimes is great. So things looking looking uh, good in Minnesota. Awesome. Yeah, that's great news for Minnesota. And wasn't there another governor who we've actually uh, given shit to recently uh, for vetoing bills that came around, I, I want to say Maryland or Delaware, uh, where they have vetoed the, in the past and recently signed something? Uh, that is possible because I give a lot of shit to a lot of governors, so I, <laughs> I can't remember well, exactly. Why don't we but, we'll revisit yeah. that on, we'll on, re- next, on the next show. Yeah, yeah, uh, okay. <laughs> but I do recall uh, reading something about that, so that's uh, well, exciting if, news. Well, if true, I will deliver a full retraction and, and Positive. admit that I shouldn't have given them so much shit. <laughs> well, no, we gave them shit rightly and maybe, oh, and maybe them that's brought what... around. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's hope there are listeners to the show and, you know, the governor's people <laughs> – got to him and and you know convinced him you know danny Dan says and, Dan and mike are saying this yeah. Dan and mike are really pushing hard for this so yeah no good news out of texas uh georgia and uh minnesota so you know uh positive steps in places where we need those steps to go in a positive manner so uh onward and forward with legalization as it marches across the country and the planet and I personally love the states that you just don't really expect, you know, places like Virginia and New Mexico and and, and Oklahoma. It, it really is cool because it just goes to show that that cannabis, it kind of defies these like uh, uh, regions or, mm-hmm. or preconceived notions. It's just it's popular everywhere. And it's just a matter of getting the right people in office that have the ability to to pass these laws. So good on those states. Yes, absolutely. So that's a look at what's going on in the world of weed. But uh, we don't have an interview this week, but we do have an excellent cannabis cultivation segment coming up. Yeah, absolutely. Why don't we uh, take a break and come back with our cultivation segment, our strain of the fortnight, uh, grow tip on nutrient salts and parts per million, as well as answers to you guys' listener grow questions Uh, Let's take a break and we'll be back after these messages. Hey friends, I just want to let you know that friends don't let friends bring clones home. You don't know what the phenotypes are. You don't know whether there's pests or disease on those clones. The only way to really truly guarantee you're growing the phenotype of choice 
is through Seeds. And the best way to get the seeds you want is through Seeds Here Now. Established way back in 2010, Seeds Here Now has been satisfying customers with the best genetics from the best breeders in the world. Pretty much anyone you want, they've got. With an average rating of 4.8 stars, Seeds Here Now is one of the most trusted and respected seed banks in the world. And Seeds Here Now is the only seed bank with a satisfaction guarantee. Plus, Seeds Here Now offers regular deals on seeds. Just click the On Sale tab on their website to see that month's deals on a variety of incredible genetics. And if you sign up for their email list, you'll be entered to win free seeds every time a Seeds Here Now email goes out. And... Grow Bud Yourself listeners can use the promo code GBY10 for 10% off anything on the site. So check out seedsherenow.com and get started on your own dream garden. All right, you guys, welcome back. And uh, we have a great cultivation segment in store for you. And I do believe it has been two weeks, a.k.a. a fortnight. <laughs> and yes, this is a fortnight. And yes, this is a fortnight. Strain of the fortnight. What do you got for us? Uh, what do you got for us this week? Strain of the fortnight. <laughs> Strain of the fortnight. Oh, I love that tune. And uh, <laughs> we it. should just point out, as we do uh, each each fortnight, that was uh, done for us by Gunja Gonzalez, one of our, our listeners, longtime listener. And uh, thank you so much, Gunja. So, yeah, Dan, the song means that it is uh, time for the strain of the fortnight. What do you have for us this fortnight? Absolutely. So uh, the strain here is called Truffle Shuffle. And this is from Sunny Chiba Genetics, uh, also available at SeedsHereNow.com, our sponsor. Um, so I should say Sunny, Gene- uh, Sunny Chiba is a great grower who I've known for a long time, a grower and breeder. He was part of the original uh, TGA, Team Green Avenger crew with Subcool and uh, Miss Jill back in the days. And um, he's the creator of uh, Double Purple Doja, Black Cherry. Uh, a bunch of amazing strains um and yeah including uh applesauce goondocks rocks and then this one truffle shuffle uh and what's interesting is it is uh really earthy um and sweet at the same time uh a really good yielder uh resistant to pests which i really think is really important for uh you know if you're going to be growing outdoors or in a greenhouse in particular um, the strain is a cross of Snow Wreck uh, and Ultraman. Uh, I'm not sure much about Ultraman, but I know that Snow Wreck is uh, Snowcap and Trainwreck. So these are like classic uh, old school Humboldt strains um, and then crossed into something more, more on the newer side. Um, and Sunny Chiba Genetics are, you know, really solid. He does not uh, mess around with any kind of feminized as far as I can tell. Um, these are regular seeds uh, available at Seeds Here Now, and you can get these for under sixty bucks uh, for a five pack of regular seeds. And uh, these you're gonna get uh, some really good phenos out of this uh, incredible Sunny Chiba genetics. Um, both of the other things that they have right now are out of stock. Uh, that would be the uh, Aristillus and the Spunk, 
um, also regulars from Sunny Chiba. So the Truffle Truffle, Truffle Shuffle is the only one that's actually um, available. And I really highly recommend getting your hands on it before it sells out. Uh, and you can do that at seedsherenow.com. You can get free shipping uh, with the code GBY free ship. That's grow budget, the, the initials of grow bud yourself and then free ship. So that uh, for under 60 bucks with free shipping, uh, you can get a five pack of this incredible uh, Sunny Chiba genetic. Um, definitely got some like kind of garlickiness to it too. Uh, real greasy THC dominant. Uh, and as far as flowering cycle, I would say it's really in kind of the 60 to 65 day range. Um, it's definitely a hybrid, but I would call it slightly more on the indica side as far as uh, how it grows, but a little bit more on the sativa side for flavor, uh, if you catch my drift because of the uh, the train wreck and the snow cap. So uh, again, I don't know much about the Ultraman. Uh, that's kind of an unknown entity in this cross, but uh, definitely uh, anything from Sunny Chiba is going to be real solid uh, real amazing. And you can definitely find a keeper, um, out of these packs. Uh, and remember that it's regular seed. So you will possibly get males. Uh, you will definitely, you know, get at approximate rate of 50, 50 of males to females. Um, but very, uh, very stable. And, you know, this is stuff you can even breed with. Uh, so shout out to Sunny Chiba. We'd love to get him on an episode in the near future. Um, We'll talk to Seeds Here Now about that as well. Uh, but remember, you can get a bunch of cool stuff from SeedsHereNow.com. And I think they might even still have a sale going on for this month. So check them out and uh, check out that incredible uh, Sunny Chiba Truffle Shuffle. Uh, like I said, it's available, but probably not for long. Um, so see if you can get your hands on that and grow it out uh, because it's really fantastic. And like I said, uh, unique and stable and pest resistant. So give it a shot, grow out some uh, truffle shuffle and uh, let us know, let us know how it goes if you do it. So that's the strain of the Fortnite. Is and... is that a, is that a Goonies reference? The truffle shuffle? <laughs> it might be. I, I know the... it would make perfect sense if it was. So hopefully it is. Your life. First you gotta do the truffle shuffle. Come on, do it. Come on, do it! Right. Yes. But like I said, we'd love to get uh, get him on the show sometime soon mm. as well. Uh, yeah, that's Indeed. the strain of the Fortnite. Yes, excellent strain to the Fortnite. And uh, our listeners know that each week uh, you like to present a little tip that will help them become better cultivators. So what would you like to discuss this week? Yeah, so this week I want to kind of uh, get into uh, nutrient salts and parts per million. This is the way we measure uh, total dissolved solids in the U.S., basically, uh, in a solution. So... Uh, nutrients are salts, basically. Uh, so this measures the amount of those salts. It doesn't tell you which nutrient in particular. It can't tell you if it's nitrogen or phosphorus or potassium or any of the um, micronutrients, but it will tell you the amount of dissolved solids. Uh, 
And basically it, you know, you need a meter to measure this. Uh, it's not like a pH where you can use a, you know, a, a strip or, or uh, you know, droplets or something. You really need a meter. And uh, this certainly applies uh, more so to hydroponics than to growing in soil, but certainly also applies to soil because you can measure uh, the PPMs of salts in your nutrient solution, um, whether you're whether it's hydroponic or not. But with hydroponics, it's absolutely vital. Um, and basically, uh, you know, in most situations, the cannabis plants do not require any PPMs higher than like fourteen hundred. To me, I think that's too high anyway. Uh, but basically, cuttings should be right around uh, three hundred parts per million or so. Uh, young plants, uh, seedlings, and barely rooted clones, um, you can bump up to sort of the 300 to 500 or 600 parts per million range. Um, vegetative plants, I would say, uh, you know, keep those about 600 to 900 or so parts per million. Uh, and then flowering, I would also say maybe 800 to 1200 or so. That's typically less than recommended but i do think that the recommendations are usually a little bit high um and your ppm meter is basically measuring the electronic conductivity of a solution uh and so you have to understand that this is how we do it in the us we measure it by ppms uh but in other countries sometimes they use uh tds total dissolved solids or ec um, so there's there's different ways to measure the amount of nutrient salts in your nutrient solution. Uh, but either way, uh, you really want to dial these in for the different stages of growth. Um, the acronym PPM is it stands for parts per million, and that relates to basically water solubles, minerals, salts uh, that are in a liquid solution. So uh, it's a really small measurement increment, uh, parts per million. Your, your water will already have a certain PPM typically from if it's tap water or spring water. Uh, if you have distilled or reverse osmosis water, that's going to have hopefully zero PPMs because that's basically the process of removing all of those uh, contaminants or salts or anything um, down to zero. So that's like a blank slate that you can then uh, paint your portrait upon with uh, adding nutrient salts uh, to your plain distilled or RO water. Um, so it is important to test your tap water or whatever, you know, water that you're using. Uh, water quality is so uh, vital because sometimes uh, you'll have uh, impurities and things like chlorine and, and things in the water that uh, if you use that water, you'll end up with like spots on, you know, brown spots on leaves and, and all kinds of things that will indicate and look like uh, some type of a deficiency or uh, overabundance or something. And and you won't really know what, what's happening basically because it's not on the charts as like any kind of deficiency, but what it is is the quality of the water. There's something in the water that's basically hurting your plants. It could be fluoride, um, which is used in a lot of water. Um, plants don't dig that. So uh, if you can, if you have well water or something that's really high in those kinds of things, you know, RO is very vital to that. Um, some people just purchase distilled water and water their plants with that. That can definitely get pretty expensive. Uh, most tap water is, you know, in the two to 300 range. Um, that's relatively normal. Uh, but once it gets up higher than that, you're going to probably be a little uh, worried. So, 
you need a TDS meter, a uh, total dissolved solids meter to determine the level of PPM in your water. Uh, so that's important. And then uh, as far as the relevance with cannabis, it's like, you know, uh, you certainly don't want to overfeed. So if you're at 1500 parts per million or higher, uh, I would say that you need to bring that down a little bit. I think that's a little bit high. Uh, dilute that down to, you know, 1200 or so. And I think uh, you'll be better off. You won't see the burnt leaf tips uh, that are a sure sign of overfeeding. And you'll end up having to flush less. You'll end up using less nutrient, which means uh, the cost will be less. And uh, basically, you know, again, like I said, the, the, the PPMs only measures the amount of the those nutrients, but not individually. It doesn't tell you how much nitrogen or, or potassium. So that's also something you should consider. Um, always use the right nutrients for the stage of growth that you're in, whether it's vegetative or flowering. Uh, and, you know, that's basically if your PPMs lower in your runoff also, that's, uh, that's interesting to know, because that means, uh, you know, you might, uh, you might need to increase nutrient levels, uh, there's all kinds of basic issues that you can solve by knowing what your PPM is at a particular time. So you want to measure what the PPM of the nutrient solution when, when you add it. And then you also want to measure the runoff as well, because uh, that'll tell you what your plants are doing with those salts, uh, whether the PPMs are higher in the runoff. You know, that could mean that uh, there's salt buildup in the root zone. Uh, you might need to flush with water. Uh, also. You know, along with PPMs, you should always be measuring pH, uh, and these salts can actually change the pH. Uh, so it is important to uh, measure the PPMs, uh, whether you're growing in soil or uh, or particularly hydroponics. You definitely want to dial this thing in. Um, so that's basically, you know, PPM explained. A lot of times you hear these acronyms and you're afraid to really ask, like, well, what does that mean? Um, total dissolved solids, electronic conductivity, uh, parts per million. And uh, so this is basically my explanation so that you can understand basically what these things mean and what they are uh, and how they're measured. You know, it's very important uh, because the way that salts behave in water is interesting too. Uh, they form charged particles and that's how we're able to basically measure these things and understand the relationships between uh, total dissolved solids and electronic uh, conductivity. Um, so I, you know, I, I highly recommend looking into this uh, a bit more uh, if you're, especially if you're a hydroponic grower who doesn't quite uh, know what all these terms mean or how to dial them in, because um, you really want to be able to control this in your nutrient solution and monitor it as it goes up and down. Um, so again, like I said, there's different amounts for different stages of growth, um, but uh, it's easily measured with uh, the meter. And the one thing about the meters also that I'll say is a lot of people don't do this, but you should be calibrating these meters um, with calibrating solution as well. Every, I would say minimum every six months, uh, you should be calibrating your meters uh, in order to just ensure that you're getting the right readings, because it could be off by a lot if uh, if they're not calibrated. So um, whether you're a beginner or an intermediate or an expert, uh, definitely dial in your PPMs and make sure that you're getting the most out of any sort of uh, 
nutrients that you're adding to your solution and then to your plants and to your roots and to your flowers. So uh, that is the tip for this episode. And uh, I hope it helps uh, helps you guys out out there. All right. Very good. And uh, now we have reached the time of the show where we take some questions from our valued listeners. If you have a question that you would like answered on the show, get in touch with us. Uh, you could email us. That is info at growbudyourself.com. You could also get in touch with us through Patreon if you're a member there uh, on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of that. Uh, why don't we dive right in with a question from uh, Patreon? And it comes from Rod, aka Buzz in Illinois, who writes uh, Hey guys. What book or books were instrumental to your own development as a cannabis cultivator and connoisseur? Also, why? Uh, what would you say there, Dan? Oh, this is a good one. And uh, I actually have a list on Amazon. Uh, if you want to take a look, it's just called Best Marijuana Books of All Time. Um, they're not all grow books. Uh, some of them are just books uh, that I love that have to do with cannabis. But uh as far as grow books go, I have to say, uh, you know, Marijuana Horticulture, uh, that's the Indoor Outdoor Medical Growers Bible uh, by Jorge Cervantes. That book uh, is definitely very definitive. Uh, I'm a big fan of his work. So uh, it just kind of breaks down everything uh, in a very clear manner, uh, indoors and outdoors, and uh, goes through a lot of the different subjects as far as understanding how to grow. Uh, so, um, and I would also say, you know, Marijuana Indoors, Five Easy Gardens, that's an Ed Rosenthal book. Um, that really shows you that there's lots of different ways uh, to grow cannabis and not necessarily one perfect exact way and that we should always be learning uh, different ways and then looking at different gardens and seeing what we can take from those gardens. Um, I'd say Dank, uh, The Quest for the Very Best Marijuana, A Breeder's Tale, that's uh, by our friend Subcool, RIP, and it really goes into uh, pheno hunting and, 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 and really how to choose uh, mother plants, how to, how to choose which strains to grow. I think uh, definitely a good, a good guide, especially if you're interested in uh, creating any sort of unique varieties, uh, which of course our friend Subcool did a lot of. Um, I'd say Grow Great Marijuana. Um, that's a good one. Uh, that's called An Un Uncomplicated Guide to Growing the World's Finest uh, Cannabis. That's great. Um, cannabis Grow Bible, uh, the definitive guide to growing marijuana for recreation. Um, the Breeder's Bible is great. Uh, I think that's Greg Green. Uh, Canna Bible is good if, if just for strains and especially understanding uh, a lot of the building block strains that created uh, a lot of the cannabis we grow and smoke now. Um, Marijuana Garden Saver, that's a really good one uh, for uh, dealing with all the bad issues, pests and mold and think all that kind of stuff. Uh, Marijuana Growers Handbook, of course, Ed Rosenthal. I actually have a chapter in the new newest uh, version of that. So, and my chapter is basically on home grow and keeping it real simple. Um, just getting a tent, all the stuff we talk about on the show, getting a tent, getting your plants in there, um, getting them under lights, uh, 
controlling the environment and making uh, making a good place for the plants to thrive. Um, Marijuana Botany, that is by Robert Connell Clark. That book really helped me to understand uh, growing and, and how it works and also uh, propagation and breeding. Um, it's an older book, so there's obviously a lot of information that's come out since then, but it really is foundational uh, to understanding how to grow uh, and breed in particular. I love organic uh, marijuana Soma style. Soma really kind of shows you a lot of organic techniques, uh, ways to create a great flower totally organically, um, which is awesome. Oh, and uh, the one last book I would mention is True Living Organics. Um, that's the ultimate guide to growing all natural marijuana indoors. That's by The Rev. Um, that really gives you a lot of uh, ideas about living soil. And speaking of that, there's so many uh, amazing books out there uh, that aren't cannabis specific, but uh, relate to soil science and re uh, regenerative, regenerative agriculture. Um, and I would say uh, do some research on KNF, that's Korean um, Nutrient Formula, and Jadam, J-A-D-A-M. Uh, if you're interested in living soil, um, that's the way to go. And in Elaine Ingram uh, books, uh, Jeff Lowenfels, uh, that's the ones teeming with microbes. We've had him on the show as well, teeming with bacteria. Um, those are all great resources that aren't necessarily cannabis specific, but really just help you to understand um, the soil food web and how to complete all of the chains so that you have that living soil, the worms, the beneficial microbes, the bacteria, the mycelial strands, and everything all working together uh, to basically get you off the bottles and uh, just having that amazing living soil and uh, cover crops and and all the different ways to add local uh, local materials into your brew in order to have a great uh, healthy plant life. So that those are the books I would recommend. And uh, there's certainly other ones out there I'd recommend as well, but that's that's the beginner's list right there. And you can check out my list on Amazon if you want to. Uh, basically just greatest marijuana grow books of all time or mar greatest marijuana books of all time. All right, very good. And we can't, uh, we cannot forget the uh, the field guide to marijuana strains, also a uh, cannabis, a beginner's guide to growing. <laughs> Uh, we, you know, we would be remiss if we didn't uh, mention uh, books by the Danny Shame, Danko. Shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. Yes. All right. So, uh, thank you, uh, so much, Rod, aka Buzz, in Illinois. Uh, we'd like to encourage people to join Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Danny Danko. Um, thank you for writing in, Rod. Uh, let's go to to Facebook here. Uh, from. A, uh, and take a question from Let's Grow NY, who writes, uh, fellas, I am thinking about doing some companions in the tent. I guess companion planting. Uh, thinking about doing some companions in the tent. Basil and alfalfa, are you familiar with this? Am I supposed to uh, put it in the same pots or surround the plants within the tent, but in their own pots? So what would be your advice here, Dan? Yeah, so basically there's two different ways to do this. There's companion plants and then there's cover crops. So cover crops go right into the same exact pot or uh, tub or uh, wherever, you know, the surface of the soil uh, that you're growing your plants in. 
Um, cover crops include things like alfalfa and and as mentioned, um, different rye, uh, all kinds. There's so many different possible cover plants that you can do, um, and those cover crops and those basically fix nitrogen. Uh, they do all kinds of different things. Basically, they uh, loosen and aerate uh, the soil at uh, that top soil level. Um, there, there's lots of different things you can either, uh, you know, grind them in. You can cover them with hay or, or straw, uh, and basically, that's kind of cover crops. But companion plants are plants that you have along with your plants. They can be cover crops or they can be in separate pots. And I recommend some of these to be in separate pots because um, some of them actually work as sort of a canary in a coal mine, um, like beans, for instance. If you grow beans uh, along with cannabis and you have issues with spider mites, typically they'll, they'll attack the bean plants first. Um, so that's what I mean by canary in a coal mine. Um, the bean plants uh, will, will show you that the mites are there and then you can remove the bean plants and hopefully uh, get them before they've spread to the cannabis. Now, if you've got mites on the bean plants, you probably have mites on the cannabis plants too, uh, but you'll see them on the bean plants uh, more so. So, uh, and get get rid of those bean plants and then work on getting rid of the mites on your cannabis. But uh, it's an indicator plant. So those I would keep in a separate pot um, so that they can be removed if there is any sign of infestation. Um, then there's plants that are sort of deterrent plants, uh, like marigolds. Marigolds help to keep away white flies. Um, peppermint will deter uh, aphids. Uh, dill helps discourage spider mites. Um, so those are sort of uh, part of uh, discouraging and, and deterring populations. Those can be in your pots um, with your cannabis plants or in separate pots uh, around your cannabis plants. Um, I particularly like marigolds because uh, they don't just keep away white flies. They really help um, keep away a lot of different things. So you'll see in pictures of a lot of like living soil gardens, you'll see marigolds growing amongst those plants. So that's basically the deal with uh, companion plants. Some are deterrents. Uh, some are uh, canaries in the coal mine that will attract pests first. Uh, and then there's, of course, cover crops that have a variety of different uses. Uh, but I highly recommend using these type of things uh, and incorporating them into your grows because they can uh, they can really complement your cannabis in lots of different ways. Um, so yeah, look into living soil cover crops and companion plants uh, and use them wisely. Okay, excellent. Yes, cover crops always a good idea. Thank you so much for writing in on Facebook. Let's grow NY. And yes, indeed, let's grow NY. Um, I'd say we've got time to do one more here. So why don't we jump into an email question? This one came to our email info at growbudyourself.com. It comes from Booby. <laughs> <laughs> Booby. All right. Uh, Danny and Mike. Hello to every member of the GBY army. That's that's Danny and Mike. You got it. Uh, my question is regarding cloning with hydro mist or water droplets. I'm curious to know if I have to keep the mist on always on application 24 hours until I start to see roots from the little cuttings. The reservoir is 11 liters and balanced to 5.5 pH. I apply about 5 milliliters of super B++ nutrients and 5 milliliters of seaweed kelp 
Is this a sufficient amount of nutrients to start in order to foster healthy growth from the cuttings? Or should I just be using plain pH balanced water this early in the plant life cycle? Thanks a bunch for all the material you guys cover. Regards, Booby. So yeah, Dan, what would you say here to Booby? <laughs> yes. Booby. Uh, <laughs> hi, Booby. <laughs> uh, I would say that uh, I think you're, you're going right down the right path uh, as far as cloning with mist. Um, you want the cut ends of your clones to be receiving that mist. It doesn't have to be on 24 hours a day. In fact, I think it's better if it's not, but you certainly don't want that cut end to dry out in any way. Um, so I would recommend, honestly, uh, if you have a timer, uh, to do basically something like uh, 45 minutes of mist and then 15 minutes without mist every hour. So, you know, 45 minutes misting, 15 minutes of just no mist. Um, that will uh, not allow that cut end to dry out, uh, but it'll also discourage uh root you know rot and mold uh at that cut end uh which can happen if it's just constantly misted in that way but i've definitely seen roots clone uh i mean yeah uh i've seen roots form uh with 24 hours of mist application and i've seen roots form uh with that intermittent sort of application uh, i think the intermittent's better uh, but you can get away with 24 hours if you don't want to go with the timer. Um, as far as the nutrients, it sounds like you've got a nice, uh, very mild uh, amount of B plus plus and uh, seaweed kelp. I think that certainly is sufficient. You can you can root with just plain pH balanced water, or you know, at that 5.5 to 6.0 uh, pH level. Um, but I do think it's nice to have. Uh, especially the B++, uh, which is vitamins, and the kelp is great too. Um, so I think you are definitely on the right track uh, with what you're doing. And if you could do it intermittently, that would be great. If not, uh, the 24 hours should work. Uh, but again, you risk uh, having like that just that rot that just turns that cut end into like mush uh, by doing it. Uh, constantly so see if you can if, get a timer and do it intermittently certainly don't do the dry cycle for more than 10 to 15 minutes uh, but uh, the intermittent part of it will definitely draw those roots out okay very good uh thank you very much booby that is going to do it for uh the question and answer portion here Thanks to everybody who wrote in this week. If you have a question that you would like answered on the show, get in touch with us. Once again, as always, the email is info at growbudyourself.com. Also, uh, hit us up on Patreon or on YouTube, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, anywhere you can find us. Hit us up. Uh, we're going to take a little break, then come back and wrap this sucker up. Let's do it. Hey guys, I want to tell you about one of our favorite sponsors, Excelsior Extracts. Outcast and TOH from Excelsior are incredible people, incredible growers, and they make an amazing product. Their THC-infused pain rub is made by patients for patients, and it provides powerful relief from pain. This product was developed to treat Outcast's chronic pain, and trust me, this is a super potent topical that really works. 
You can find out more about Excelsior on Instagram at Excelsior Extracts. That's E-X-C-E-L-S-I-O-R-E-X-T-R-A-C-T-S. DM them there to learn more about their amazing pain rub. And don't forget to tell them that Grow Bud Yourself sent you. All right, welcome back. This is The Wrap. Don't shut down and stop the show right now because I got some good deals for you guys. I want to say thank you to DJ Jacques and Winstrong. Um, Thank you to all you guys for listening. Thank you to our sponsors, Seeds Here Now. Uh, Check out SeedsHereNow.com. Use the code GBY, free ship, for free shipping on all seeds that you order from Seeds Here Now. Now is the time to get your seeds uh, planted. So uh, order your seeds from Seeds Here Now and use that code. Um, If you follow them on social media, please mention that you heard about them from the Grow Bud Yourself podcast or from Danny Danko. Uh, We really appreciate your support and keeping our sponsors happy and knowing that uh, we're bringing them some business. Check out Sweet Leaf Nutrients, uh, sweetleaf.com. That's S-U-I-T-E, like a hotel room suite, uh, L-E-A-F. So sweetleaf.com. The code there is Danko15 for 15% off of everything site-wide. Uh, we love the folks at Sweet Leaf Nutrients. Um, they've got a bunch of great stuff there. Check out Excelsior Extracts on uh, Instagram. They have an amazing THC-infused pain relief rub and a bunch of other stuff if you're in Massachusetts uh, in particular and elsewhere as well. Thank you to Vapor.com. They are an affiliate of ours, and you can get pretty much anything you need uh, for consuming cannabis at vapor.com and use the code growbudyourself20 for 20% off of everything site-wide. That includes vaporizers, rolling papers, all kinds of stuff. So anyway, thank you to you guys. Thanks to our Patreon supporters. Uh, If you can, please support us on Patreon. Uh, It's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash Danny Danko. Even if it's just $4.20 per month, it really does go a long way to keeping us... uh, putting out the shows consistently and thriving. And it's just a wonderful way to show support and get some free stuff as well. Thanks to our YouTube subscribers. We are almost at a thousand YouTube subscribers. So please, even if you don't uh, watch us on YouTube, subscribe to us on YouTube, just to give us that bump up into the thousand subscriber range, which would be amazing. Um, Thanks to everyone who supports the show. And uh, we'll be doing some seed giveaways and all kinds of new giveaways in the near future as well. Uh, thank you guys for listening episode number 113 let's put it in the books <laughs>